Good afternoon. I have the uh, high privilege and distinct honor of introducing our, our first speaker today, the Honorable Beverly Eves Purdue, Governor of the State of North Carolina. In January 2009, Beverly Purdue was inaugurated as the 73rd Governor of North Carolina and our state's first woman governor. On Governor Purdue's first day in office, she signed a series of executive orders designed to make government more efficient, more accessible, and more accountable to the people. Before entering public service, she worked as a public school teacher, as a director of geriatric services at a community hospital in her hometown of New Bern, and earned a PhD in education administration. She also served in the state house and earned a, and, and as lieutenant governor in the state senate. As lieutenant governor, Beverly Purdue led our state's efforts during the Defense Department's base realignment and closure and successfully protected uh, North Carolina's military base, which was worth over $18, million, or $18 billion, excuse me, and 350,000 jobs to our economy. Building on that success, Beverly Purdue launched the North Carolina, Mil North Carolina Military Foundation to attract 21st century defense, aerospace, and homeland security jobs to North Carolina. She also created the Green Business Fund to make environmental innovation investments in alternative fuels, green construction, and other clean energy technologies. Positioning North Carolina to become a national leader in environmental technology and in high-wage green-collar jobs. As chair of the Health and Wellness Trust Fund Commission, she helped create Senior Care, a prescription drug program for low-income seniors called the best in the nation by the North Carolina AARP. And under Beverly Purdue's leadership, the state targeted teen tobacco use for the first time an effort that resulted in all 115 school systems becoming 100% tobacco-free. Drawing on, yeah, I think that's very admirable, that's for sure. Drawing on her experience as a former teacher, Beverly Purdue is working to transform North Carolina classrooms into 21st century learning centers through increased technology in the classroom and statewide online school initiatives. Steps critical to preparing students to enter the global workforce, such as our biotechnology industry. She understands clearly the success of our education system will define our economic future as a state. That's why she's committed to attracting and retaining the best teachers in America. She's also very committed to our biotechnology industry and has worked actively in, in promoting uh, its growth and development in the in the time that she has been governor. Uh, without further delay, I introduce uh, Beverly Purdue, Governor of North Carolina. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm delighted to be here with you this afternoon, and this is a major conference for North Carolina. And for all of you from our state and from around the country, we welcome you here and hope that you'll find time to spend a little money, to a lot of money, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, and that you'll leave here understanding that North Carolina's commitment to biotech and the sciences and pharma is really real and that we do have a focused, uh, globally competitive economic development team headed up by Keith Crisco, the secretary. And we are intent upon growing your businesses and other businesses, both within this state and from around the globe. I'm joined by that with my partners. First of all, uh, Deidre Conley, we want to welcome you to North Carolina. We are proud and uh, very hopeful every time we hear GSK talked about. It's a marvelous company. It's one of our anchor pharma companies, and your employees are magnificent uh, 
participants in North Carolina's civic and philanthropic community, and we thank you for that and for being here. Jack, I have just kissed up. I hope you get a raise, the, the <laughs> local president of GSK. I'm joined, Joan, once again by you and by the CED. Thank you for all the leadership that you provide around entrepreneurship and innovation. You know, I can remember a time when entrepreneurship and innovation weren't in the normal, everyday kind of lexicon of many of us in this state. And now we all understand that the future of North Carolina is anchored by how well we do at the sciences and technology and innovation and how we seed entrepreneurship in the state. Sam Taylor, for all you do at NC Bio and for your advice to me and to other elected officials over the years, we are very grateful. And then I would not be Bev if I didn't take a minute to thank Norris Tolson for his fabulous leadership, not just to the Biotech Center, but of every enterprise he's ever headed for the state of North Carolina. He is a real North Carolinian and has made a difference. And Norris, on behalf of all the people, I thank you. You've heard me say over and over that since the beginning of my term, my number one priority is jobs. And I would believe that any decent governor in America shares that same and same priority with me. It's all about jobs. And if you're going to have jobs in the 21st century, they have to be anchored by entrepreneurship and innovation because that's how you actually create jobs that impact around improving lives and uh, the lives of our state and the lives of our people. And in my history with CED, that's what it's all about. Uh, that's what this conference is about, quite frankly, because the bottom line of biotech and biosciences is that we're all about the life sciences and improving life. It takes, I believe, that eye on tomorrow to strengthen today's economy in any meaningful way. And we understand that in North Carolina. I was laughing with the folks around me when uh, David mentioned the efforts against tobacco use in public buildings and in community colleges and the university and the public schools. That was not easy to do because this was a state that was born and bred and anchored on tobacco. But the future was where we had our eye. And the fact that North Carolina has joined the most progressive states in America in standing up against tobacco utilization is very, very important because that is the crop that defined who we were as a people. And that's the crop that developed the stereotype of so many of us that are still held by so many people around the world as this state as being an old agrarian uh, bib overall and tobacco chewing economy. And those days are long gone. And that's what meetings like this are all about because you help seed the word about how cool it is to live and work and play in North Carolina and the fact that we, the people of this great state, do have our eye on tomorrow and we understand what it takes to strengthen our economy. Whenever I talk to leaders anywhere in the world, and you know that Secretary Crisco and I have become quite a global economic development team as well because that's where the world's economy is going as well as in this country, we talk about uh, biotech, uh, about all the strong arsenal of tools that we have in this state, but biotech and biopharma is the anchor. You're my big gun and have been for nearly a decade, North Carolina's big gun. We've worked really hard to earn our reputation as the state of biotech. And again, CED has been at the center of that effort with the Biotech Center. 
Today, North Carolina is one of the top 10 states in America in improving our unemployment rate. This old Tar Heel state has had some challenging times the last two and a half years, much more challenging than any of us who ran for office in 2008 were aware of, or some of us might have rethought our decisions. Uh, But we have kept our eyes on the prize for the last two and a half years by making tough strategic decisions that help propel North Carolina's economy both now and throughout the early years of the 21st century. I believe that's why we are one of the leading states in America in lowering our unemployment rate. And while everybody around the country and actually in many countries around the world are talking about how red hot we are, about the fact that we are nothing but a jobs growing machine and that we are relentless until we get those jobs here. Part of the success, part of the strategic history of our state that's allowed folks in these times to focus and to be energized about economic development and about creating a new economy has been defined by North Carolina's history and our success in biotech. We have invested over a billion dollars in this industry over the past decade, both the private and the public sector. And my fellow governors that I'll be with in Washington over this weekend at the National Governors Association are clearly aware that they have a lot of catching up to do when it comes to the biosciences and North Carolina. If you think about the history, and all of you who know me well now know that I love history, and I've gone back four or five times to learn about what started biotechnology. My first experience with it was in the early to mid-90s, I can't remember clearly when, when a man that many of you know named Charles Hamner sauntered into my Senate office and said, Senator, I need to teach you a thing or two, or th- a thing or two about new jobs and a new economy, and it's all wrapped around biotech. I took some time and learned about biotech, and I went back and read the history. You think back to 1984 when Jim Hunt and Quentin Lindsay his science advisor, realized that there was a future in this state for pharma and technology and innovation wrapped around biotechnology. They worked with then-House member Bob Etheridge and Lieutenant Governor, when he was a state senator, Bob Jordan, and State Senator Kenneth Royal. These are the names from the history books that many of you will not recall. And State Senator Jerry Hancock, and they made a leap of faith. They made a leap into the future to establish the North Carolina Biotech Center. None of us, I believe, who read the history now have a clue about what courage and tenacity that kind of leap into the future must have meant for those gentlemen. We established the center here, and I don't believe ever since any of us have taken our eyes off that prize, this state today and I believe my numbers are low, Norris, has at least 226,000 biotech jobs. You can go community after community and identify them. More than 500 biotech companies. This is an industry that didn't exist in the late 80s. Think how far we've come. The biotech community also creates tremendous employment opportunities at all levels of training. You don't have to be a Ph.D. scientist or physicist 
to do great things in biotech. You can be a lab tech or a, a doctor or an engineer or an educator. All of these people, including many factory workers in our state, have come back with retraining to have tremendously successful and affluent careers wrapped around this energy, this industry that didn't exist in the 80s. North Carolina's history, my friends, as you well know, is rooted in our farm economy. Even today, 18% of our people say they are working in agriculture of some sort. We have 75 companies here at this convention and across this triangle area today who proudly say that they are biotech, but they are related to agribiotech, which I believe will once again define the future of the biosciences in our state. We've undergone a tremendous transformation through the power of biotechnology and science and education. Businesses like GSK and others are investing. They're building new factories. They're building new plants. They're expanding their existing plants. But the thing that is most important to all of us in this economy is they're putting our people to work and those jobs are good jobs. Just last year, let me just give you a little bit of the list around biotech. Uh, I announced 85 new jobs with Metacargo, bringing $32 million to North Carolina to transform tobacco into flu vaccine. That's pretty cool when you think about that. I announced that LabCorp, and you'll hear from David tomorrow, is bringing 346 jobs and an investment of $4 million to North Carolina. And as a side, the day that American Express closed down its call center in Greensboro, the first call I got when I got back into my office after leaving Greensboro, which was in a state of very deep disappointment and dismay, David King from LabCorp was on the phone, and he said to me, Bev, LabCorp is hiring let those people know with a little retraining, and I'll pay for that retraining. We can put them to work right here. That's the transformation of biotech and this economy. We announced 100 jobs at Novartis for a new development lab in Holly Springs last December. We announced 241 jobs and an investment of $161 million with Novo Nordis last October. People are amazed. This is just a small, short list of what we've done with biotech because of the workers and because of so many of you in this community and in this enterprise. And, you know, when I think about it, I, I understand the RTP gets a lot of the credit. That's basically where people think biotech is. But walk with me, if you will, across this state and understand what's going on all over North Carolina in regions where you wouldn't expect biotech to thrive. You go to the triad and you see an emerging biotech sector where they're focused on regenerative medicine, on actually regrowing organs and figuring out how to use a person's own cells to fight cancer. I believe they are a marvelous company and it will be a wonderful enterprise. And then you move right down the street to Winston and you find Targacept, which is using nic nicotine and nicotine-based products to development treatments for Alzheimer's and depression. And you know that the reality of biotech is there for our people. If you go on down to Kannapolis, where in 2001, I had the horrific opportunity to be there as 5,000 people received their pink slips 
when Cannon Mills shut down the plant and fired the people and said, go home, lives were in tatters. And today I say in my mind, it's like the rising of the phoenix again when you go on that magnificent property where the Cannon Mills used to stand and you see uh, Canapolis, you see this wonderful emergent biotech center that David Murdoch has helped found where you find six of our major universities and 12 of our major international companies alongside the research and science arm of the universities creating tomorrow's knowledge. That's what can happen in our state. And at Kannapolis, they're fighting cancer, they're fighting disease, and really important to the people of this state with our obesity rate is that they're fighting obesity. They're trying to figure out an easier and better way to help us all live healthier lives. They're developing healthier crops through agrobiotech, and, and they're figuring out a way to help us all eat and buy more nutritional foods. In North, North Carolina, year after year, my friends, uh, we've renewed our commitment to strategies that keep our eye on what a global, highly driven, high-tech economy is all about, an economy where North Carolina continues to compete furiously in the research and development engines of major biotech solutions to universal problems like pollution and disease and hunger. These jobs take big brains. They take big brains. They take the very best training that's available, not just in North Carolina or America, but anywhere in the world. Keeping North Carolina on top in this global economy it's really about more than just bringing in the right businesses. And you knew with my name on the program that you were going to get this pitch. That's why I, as governor of this state, are making sure that we're protecting and improving our education system. Last week, if you saw Forbes magazine, they published an article, The United States' Biggest Brain Magnets. I was nervous to pick up the magazine. I said, dear God, let somebody from North Carolina be in that magazine. I flipped it open right to the section, as many of you did, and there, right in the headlines, number two in the country, the brain magnet number two in America, Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. They said clearly that the college graduates that we have headed here from all over the world and our own crop of college graduates has defined North Carolina as an international player like never before in the history of science. We are the envy of every governor across North Carolina. Even our neighbor, Virginia's governor, Bob McDonnell, has spoken recently in his State of the State about the challenge of keeping pace with North Carolina. He mentioned this because he understands that you, our people, our science and technology community, our biotech community, are focused on the prize. Let me tell you how I feel. As long as I am governor of this state, we will not stop competing until the triangle and the triad and the research campus and a place in eastern North Carolina and the mountains in Charlotte all are on that list of the biggest brain magnets in North Carolina and in America because that's what changes our people the opportunity to enter the 21st century with 21st century careers. North Carolina is no longer competing just with Virginia, 
The governor of Virginia knows that, nor with Georgia or South Carolina or California or even Massachusetts, where they claim to have a better and bigger bio engine than we. That's something that Deval Patrick and I will argue about this weekend. We also are competing with China and India and many other countries around the globe, some of whom that you and I have never paid a whole lot of attention to. I know that we are well on our way to doing what we have to do in this state for one simple reason, again, the history of our state. No governor or no legislature in the history of North Carolina have ever gone backwards on education. Our people's best opportunity is defined by the classrooms of this state, and your industry is captive to the workers we train in our public schools and community colleges and universities in this state. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that North Carolina's eye remains on the prize, but that prize is clearly defined by the capacity of our people to get a decent education. When I released the details of my budget a week ago today, I made it clear to everyone in the room and everyone across the state that I intend to use every tool in my toolbox to make sure we defend and improve education and to do whatever it takes to keep North Carolina as the best competitor in the world for attracting jobs to this state and growing jobs from within our state. That's my goal as governor. But I'm here today to remind you that you have some skin in this game. Each of you who call North Carolina home and others of you from around other states in this country. This country is at a turning point, as in North Carolina. We can cut and dice and let things go awry, but we can never, ever, as a country, lose our focus on education. I don't know if you see the same ads I see early in the morning when I'm exercising, but I'm troubled to read that North Carolina and America is in the bottom quadrant of where students are competing in science and mathematics. There's something wrong when we're not graduating as many engineers as many other countries around the world. There's something wrong with who we are when we don't stand up and demand better from our kids and our parents and our employers and our business leaders like those of you in biotech. We need the thinkers and the doers of you in this room. We need your innovation and your creativity to be sure that all that happens today and tomorrow in this biotech conference is about much more than just the networking and the job recruiting that you do in this environment, but it's about how we work together as a people for our future. That happens in the minds and the fingertips of people like you. At the end of the day, it's up to us to guarantee that tomorrow's promise is there for each of your children and my children, and biotech provides that kind of anchor that we must have and will always have in North Carolina. On behalf of the nine and a half million people who call this great state home, I thank you for being here. I thank you for your cooperation and your ability to put life sciences on the map, not just in North Carolina, but in this country. Thank you.